Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What's good, Internet? You're listening to The Syrupcast. The Syrupcast, in case you're tuning in for the first time, is a podcast by Mobile Syrup, Canada's largest independent tech site. Each episode, we cover the week that was in Canadian telecom and tech news. You're listening to episode 159. Today is Thursday, February, um, or excuse me, March 1st. Oh my God, it's not even February anymore. Where is the year going? This week, I'm joined by uh, Mobile Syrup staff writer, Samir Chabra. Samir, how are you? Once again, I'm quite well, but not a staff writer, staff reporter. This is true. And we have uh, our dear producer, Robin, on the levels. Uh, Everyone else is either... In Barcelona, on a plane, or somewhere else. Who knows? Um, what a week it was, uh, Samir. Am I right? I mean, I, I know where this is going. So I, uh, where I'm is it say, going? It's going. It's going to. We're going to talk about MWC and a few other things that happened. And I will say, it has been a busy week. Yes, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm sort of a little disappointed, almost. By, Why do you uh, say that? Well, so again. Uh, MWC was this week in Barcelona. Uh, tech reporters, publications all over the world, all the all the big Android device manufacturers, all the big you know Windows manufacturers and so forth were there, um, and they revealed their products. And there was uh, there was a bit of a notch issue, and everyone had a bit of a notch issue. So you know, do you want to take over, Igor? Uh, do you want to? I wanna mean, get after you gave me that like more meatball. You're just like serving up the meatballs here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think let's contextualize this. Let's do that. We started with Samsung's press conference and they attempted to make a joke that landed like a complete dud. I don't know. Were you watching the keynote? I actually wasn't. No. All right. So at one point they were talking about the Samsung S9s or a Galaxy S9's infinity display mm-hmm. and they're like, it doesn't have a notch. And they just let like stopped there and no one laughed and the person you could tell was like visibly like that was the one joke i had planned for this (laughs) and it didn't work right and what then happened was i mean let me just be clear here like i find it hilarious when companies launch these shots at other companies because let's recall in uh 2016 when google launched the pixel they're like it has a headphone jack unlike a certain other phone and they made a huge deal out, out of it they were like you know our phone is new but the one thing that isn't new yeah. about our phone is that it you know has a headphone jack. jack and then one year later the pixels didn't get significantly thinner or anything and then they made this like to prepare for our bezel-less future we decided to take out the headphone jack which is like like excuse me while i go you know do unsightly things but it's you know these companies they're constantly in a process of like un- like doing themselves right in the sense that you know eventually samsung is gonna have to make a phone with a notch that's the only like 
unless they include a pop-up camera, <laughs> which you know we saw Vivo do. And it, it's a you know it's a really good-looking concept phone, but of course mm-hmm. it's just a concept phone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have heard from colleagues who were there um, and friends who were there that it works surprisingly well for a concept phone. It doesn't feel like a concept phone in the sense like a concept car does. So just to put this into context as well, uh, Vivo, a Chinese device manufacturer, Vivo, had a concept phone called the Vivo Apex Full View, I believe. That's it, yes. Um, And it is a phone that is 100% screen. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no notch. There are no No bezels. There's no speakers. The actual uh, the sound vibrates through magnets in bone. Through the screen, yeah. Yeah, Through the screen. So you listen, that's how you get the the audio. There is a headphone jack, which I thought was rather interesting. Two fingerprint sensors. Two fingerprint sensors. On the screen. uh, Built into the screen. So the the fingerprint sensor isn't uh, on a button on the front of the screen or on a rear-facing fingerprint sensor or on Mm -hmm. the power button on the side. It's literally built into the screen. And I believe this one is through ultrasound, unlike Vivo's uh, last which attempts, takes a picture. which took a picture, and that was yeah. an OLED screen. So that's the context, and mm-hmm. it's a gorgeous, gorgeous phone. I thought it, I mean, it was definitely one of the prettier devices I saw yeah. for the simple reason that it was so simple. It was just a mm-hmm. simple rectangle with a screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were saying that these companies are are they're they're constantly in the process of undoing themselves. Right. You know, they'll say they'll make fun of one of these companies like Google did to Apple. And then the year after they took out the headphone jack as well. Right. Like they're and we saw that, you know, Android fans will say what they will about the notch. And yet we saw Asus basically create the Android version of the iPhone 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was real or not, we saw a prototype that could be the next OnePlus phone and it, too, had a notch. Now, there's some question whether that one was actually legitimate or not. But I think you'll see more and more, and I believe even the LG phone, the G7 that wasn't supposed to be there, but was. But also maybe, quite possibly, it wasn't the G7, it was maybe the Judy phone that yeah. uh, LG's been hinting at? Anyway, that's a whole separate <laughs> issue to notches. Um, but it was just, I don't know, like, it just struck me the wrong way. Um, or, But you know what? Companies will be companies. Who am I, you know? But I wonder, this issue of innovation is one that uh, we, we often talk about around the mobile syrup offices, and it's that, that, that constantly undoing problem that Igor brought up. I'm not fully sure that companies necessarily need to rely on the quote-unquote gimmicks of other companies. I don't think that Asus needed to build a notch into their uh, Asus Zenfone 5, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 5Z, yes. 5Z. And I don't think that OnePlus, uh, whether or not the phone that we saw is the real OnePlus 6, I don't think OnePlus needed to build a notch into their phone either. I'm not fully, you know, I, I don't think I understand why they need to keep on doing this to themselves. Because like the headphone jack was was similar to uh, when Apple removed the um, the uh, CD-ROM drive from mm-hmm. their computers. The idea is that you know the headphone jack is "quote unquote" obsolete technology. Mm-hmm. So now that we have uh, Bluetooth headphones, why do we need to have a headphone jack? Which is an argument. Mm-hmm. But the notch, the notch is is literally digging into a screen, and we're seeing nine times out of ten that the space that the notch occupies, or the space directly to the left or right of the notch, is filled with the notification and status drawer that's mm-hmm. already there anyway. Yeah. So. I think the way I would liken it to is I feel the notch is to modern smartphones as thinness was to phones in the mid-aughts and the late-aughts, right? In the sense that I remember, you know, the only question was like, how thin is this phone, right? And since then, you have phones that are thicker and thinner than one another, but it's not really a topic of conversation in the sense that it was 
late, earlier in kind of this phase we're having with smartphones, right? So I think for better or worse, they're going to be so stuck to this issue of like, this is the new thinness in the like, how much uh, percent or screen to body ratio does this phone have? That's mm-hmm. the new metric by which all these companies are going to compare each other, right? Until they kind of get to some kind of happy medium, right? Where they decide, you know, maybe it doesn't need a 95% screen to body ratio, right? Because that doesn't even lead to like a 100% screen phone doesn't even lead to a great experience, right? Um, in that way, it's a lot like these bendable or excuse me, foldable display smartphones we've heard about, right? Like the question needs to be asked is, is a foldable phone really like that great as a user interaction paradigm, right? Like in when you first got the iPhone, like that just clicked, right? Like mm-hmm, the fact that mm-hmm. you were pressing, like just tapping on these icons and you kind of t- took away a layer of abstraction was kind of the genius of the iPhone. And now to be like, well, like you can flip pages by folding and like opening and closing the phone. That doesn't quite like, is that going to translate into something that makes using a phone easier and better and, you know, more enjoyable and more accessible to a lot of people? That's a good point. I actually hadn't uh, I hadn't really thought of it like that because, of course, in my mind with these folding displays, mm-hmm. I, should, I should probably uh, ask at this point, did we actually see any folding displays? No, but at, um, DJ Co., the illest DJ, the side of uh, anywhere, I'd say, the side of the world, he said uh, in an interview with CNET, I believe, he said he he basically confirmed that they're working on a mobile or on a on a foldable device. And he said it's not going to be a gimmick. You know, whether it lives up to that, I don't know. We'll see. I, I just question like, you know, what is something like the, I believe we've heard it's called the uh, Samsung Galaxy X. What is the Samsung Galaxy S going to do that the current models don't do, right? Like what is it, is it going to really present uh, a case for foldable display phones? And I, I don't know, right? Because look at the edge displays that, you know samsung has been pushing for a number of years like is the edge functionality really what is kind of pushes people over the edge to excuse the pun not intended to buy one of these phones right Uh, i don't know well actually um before we get to the samsung galaxy x i think it's important to to address one of the issues that you just brought up um which is that issue of iteration so Mm -hmm. the samsung galaxy s9 Mm -hmm. we saw it finally on sunday after uh, weeks and weeks and months of months of leaks Mm -hmm. um and it looks more or less exactly like we thought it was going to look it looks almost identical to a galaxy s8 Mm -hmm. with the single caveat being of course that the fingerprint sensor has now been moved to a more comfortable spot Mm -hmm. where your where your index finger will more naturally rest Mm -hmm. and on that question of constant iteration is there a point to buying these new phones uh igor what do you think do you think the the galaxy s9 do you think that's the phone that people are going to gravitate towards versus the galaxy s8 or do you think that we're going to witness another sort of iterative cycle where the s9 is the s7 and people are waiting for the for the s10 or the or the galaxy sx or the Mm. galaxy x whatever it's called yeah it's tough to say i think if you're on like an S6 or God forbid an S5 <laughs> you're this phone certainly looks very attractive to you you know if I mean it's tough to say like where does Samsung I I mean I always ask myself like where do these companies go from here right and they constantly 
I mean, I don't know why it's surprising to me that they find some way to make something different, right? But they do. Um, and yet I ask myself like, what is next? What is the Galaxy S10 going to look like? I assume there's going to be a notch and then Samsung's going to make a joke about it. Uh, I mean, I, I, again, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I really hope there isn't a notch. I really mm-hmm. hope that the S10 or the X, whatever they call it, I'm going to call it the S10 from now on just because mm-hmm. that, that makes more sense in my mind. Mm-hmm. I really hope the S10 doesn't have a notch. Mm-hmm. I, Listen, Samsung, full 100% screen to body ratio or nothing. Just don't, just skip the, the S10 if you can't do that. Okay, okay. Yeah, so to, um, but to get back to your question, yeah, I, th- I mean, I think this is a great phone. You know, it's, it kind of speaks to a different issue for me, right? Like, I, I think it just really broadly speaks to where we are in the smartphone market. And I'm constantly asked, like, why don't these companies, quote unquote, innovate? And I think, the question is not whether they're innovating or not. They clearly are, right? Like it was something to make a screen that takes up so much of, or like a, a smartphone where so much of the body is screen, right? The question you should be asking is like, are they innovating in the right direction? And by that, I mean like, you know, we saw a great example of this is the difference between the G5 and the G6, right? The G5 had a removable battery. I think most of us can agree like um, removable batteries are great, right? But the market in such a way and its competitors pushed LG to abandon that, you know, in favor of waterproofing, you know? So is, you know, as a consumer, like probably most of us would be happy trading in a replaceable battery, more than happy, I think, for a phone that is, might survive a dip in the toilet, right? Um, But then, you know, like, in the, as you said, you know, in this, uh, in these, for the sake of innovation, Apple removed the headphone jack. Now, is that like a really consumer positive move? I don't think so, right? Like, USB C slash Lightning port um, headphones aren't that great. Uh, they're really expensive. They're hard to find. There's not many that are manufacturing. Um, there's all sorts of compatibility issues when you get down to the kind of brass tacks of USB C. And it forces you to buy a new pair of headphones, right? Like, if that is what innovation brings, then quite rightfully, I'm not really interested in it, right? <laughs> why why break something that's not broken and that works so well for so many people, right? So, um, to kind of summarize, <laughs> sorry, I'm being so long-winded today, guys. Uh, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Um, I think you'll continue to see uh, these OEMs uh, innovate, but it's a question of whether uh, it's in the right direction. And then touching on that idea of the right direction, and I, I am going to stay just with the S9 for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, 
Yeah, I'm going to stay with the S9 for a little bit longer. So again, mm -hmm. um, it, the device itself is rather reminiscent of the S8, other than, of course, the fingerprint sensor placement. But it also introduces intelligent scanning, uh, which is sort of like a facial, uh, an even better facial recognition software that mm -hmm. Samsung, uh, then Samsung's Iris Scanner, I believe. Mm -hmm. And also as a result of that facial scanning, now they've got... Uh, Animoji. I'm sorry. It's not. It's not Animoji. No, no. They're not calling it Animoji. What are they calling it? Uh, AR emoji. AR emoji. Yeah. You know, quite. I don't know what your reaction to was. I was. I saw what some of my friends were putting up. Specifically, Patrick. His <laughs> his looked like something from like straight from a nightmare. You know. So, ah, uh, that's another one of those. Is like you know. I think. I want to I wish I was a fly in the wall when they decided to ship this feature because it's I think clearly they like we have to have something, right? And it's like you got to think that Apple was working on Animoji for a while because I think they like you can say it's a frivolous feature, but they basically nailed it. Right? I mean, it, it is a frivolous feature, right. but then again, so are motor, modern smartphones. Right. So much so much of modern smartphones is frivolous, right? But like the Animoji are perfect, right? Like they found out a perfect use case, karaoke, right? And like, there's something so like cute and pure about them. I don't know about you guys, but it feels, they feel like, you know, they just bring a, like when I see that lion singing or the poop singing or the unicorn, right? Like, I'm like, oh, this is great. Like I spent one day just looking at like different songs that people have like set to their emoji. Whereas this, I'm like, this just feels me too. And they don't really polish it like, wait a year samsung until you have like keep iterating on this idea until you have one that really resonates with people right like because i knew they can't they couldn't have gone with cute animals because that would have just been too blatant well i mean yeah. there's also potentially the copyright issue mm -hmm. i understand that emoji i think might be in the public domain or their unicode so it's not really a problem but i mean yeah. it, it, the idea of animals that respond to facial tics and mm -hmm. and and respond to facial features mm -hmm. based on a scan of a user's face that might have been a copyright problem right or at the very least it's patented right or at the very least it's patented yeah. yeah so um yeah, I don't know. What was your takeaway from all of this? I mean, my takeaway from all of this uh, sort of speaks to really this this playing catch up with Apple issue that a lot of Android device manufacturers have been trying to do since, of course, 2007 with the iPhone. Mm -hmm. But I think this year at MWC specifically, when we saw so many phones with notches, when we saw features, uh, better facial unlocking features, when we saw that that AR emoji feature that uh, was present on the S9, it seemed quite a bit like Apple, uh, rather, um, uh, Android device manufacturers were trying to position themselves as one-to-one -one representatives of Apple or one-to-one -one equivalents to Apple. Sort of like if you don't want to be stuck in the iOS, um, Apple, macOS walled garden, mm -hmm. then you can swap over to Android and you can get a, a Android phone, an Android phone that looks like an iPhone, but that is functionally different enough that you don't have to worry about being stuck to a uh, to an Apple Watch or to a tvOS with an Apple uh, TV set-top box. I think, yeah, that's a great point. Bigger picture, what I would say is this MWC more so than past is just shown how quickly because of the commoditization of these, you know, certain components like the displays, how quickly they can actually adapt to Apple, right? Like if you recall a couple of years ago, right? Like 
it took a long time for Android OEMs to get screens that were as good as the iPhone, cameras that were as good as the iPhone, right? Like those, Apple kept like raising the bar and it's that bar seemed like a Sisyphean task just to get up to it, right? Like, um, and this year, you know, you know, a lot of it does have to do with the fact that the iPhone X's display is manufactured by Samsung, right? But within less than a year, they've already adapted to the iPhone X, right? And th- that to me is just crazy how quickly that pace has quickened. And then I also wonder whether it's sustainable in some sense, right? Like where, again, back to that question that I foolishly pose is like, where does Apple go from here? Conversely, where do these Android OEMs go? Like if the target is always just Apple, then like that doesn't leave much space to kind of think outside the box or try some, to do something different. Um, what's your take on that? The truth be told, uh, my current dream, and uh, again, Android device manufacturers who are listening to this podcast, please look beyond my dreams. I believe in your dreams a little bit more than mine. Yeah. But my current dream is that Vivo Full View Apex, uh, the Vivo Apex, whatever it is, that Vivo phone, yeah. the, the beautiful Vivo concept phone with that full 100% screen to body ratio. That's currently what I'm looking for. That's what I hope we're moving towards. And then the question becomes, once we hit that point, how are device manufacturers going to build phones that look uh, structurally different. I mean, mm-hmm. what's what's going to avoid, how are, how are they going to avoid just black rectangles, white rectangles, copper rectangles, and so on and so forth? Um, I don't know how that they're going to avoid that, but I, I genuinely hope that we do move to that full 100% just pure screen that, um, that that even Johnny Ive said that uh, Apple has been trying to move towards and that and, and Johnny Ive even said that with the, the iPhone 10 and the in the design video that it's now f- 100% screen mm-hmm. um, and of course it's not 100% screen because the notch is there so that's what's next in my mind yeah I would love to you know it, it's it's kind of sad to me to see just how like really kind of kind of oddball answers to this question are so like have so so much limit or so limited mass market appeal so today uh our new intern uh bradley he wrote an article about um a phone called the light phone 2 and what was fascinating is just like in thinking about this phone right now is it has an e-ink display right and i would love to see more oems i know like something a company like yoda with the yoda phone 2 tried to make a phone that had a regular display uh, OLED display on the front or it was an LCD display and then it had an e-ink display and I would love to see kind of more of that like the kind of real you know kind of maverick maverick I don't even know the, what the word would be for this but the kind of real like, um, willingness to try different things that we saw early on in uh, this uh, since 2007 like I remember the milestone the uh, I don't know if you remember which it's the droid. It was the first droid uh, on Verizon. It came to Canada as the milestone. It was a Motorola phone where it had the keyboard. It was the slide up screen, and then oh, you I had remember the keyboard. that. Yeah, 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 right. So, I mean, obviously, we've come to this point in the market where consumers have basically decided we just want all screen. Um, and you know, you don't see car manufacturers like try to change the form of a car, right? And I think it really just speaks to. You know, this is where the smartphone market is. It really is like the car market in the sense that, like, 
they've gotten comfortable. They've gotten, you know, like, why would you disrupt what is a billion, several billion dollar industry, right? Um, when it's working so well. So that's, that's where kind of innovation dies. It doesn't, there's no reason for Apple or Google to really disrupt it at this point because it makes them so much money. Or inversely, they don't really feel the need to disrupt it because things are are, are good enough right now. Mm-hmm. And last week we were talking about how the Snapdragon 845 is most certainly a, a faster, better processor with better battery provisions and so forth. But for most people, uh, in fact, for a lot of people, the 835, which is the last year's uh, premium tier flagship uh, Qualcomm uh, processor, that was most likely incredibly powerful mm-hmm. and um last week uh, during the podcast i said that it's it's a chip that of course you probably could put in a laptop now it's, it's not it's not that powerful just yet but uh the point is if it's in a is a, a mobile device is if it's in a tablet or in a cell phone or smartphone um it's a very powerful chip mm-hmm. so you know we're asking ourselves where do they go next small iterative updates small little improvements mm-hmm. until of course the 5g revolution takes place and then we're going to need much more powerful processors to just be able to transmit and receive that that quantity of data mm-hmm. i think we're we're kind of at a standstill now we're just waiting for um telecom equipment manufacturers we're waiting for the nokia's and ericsson's and huawei's of the world to to build up this 5g infrastructure to bring us mm-hmm. the next generation of connectivity yeah, and on top of that, I would say, like, I think the next major one will probably, like, something has to give with battery technology, right? Like, I think you've seen every facet of a smartphone improve, and yet the batteries, besides kind of, like, getting bigger because they have more space for batteries, there hasn't been that leap yet. And, you know, we wrote about, I believe it was uh, supercapacitors. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting kind of avenue that we might see OEMs kind of go down. Um I feel like that would enable so many more different like technologies within smartphones. Uh, but on that note, uh, Robin is telling us we need to wrap up. It's a shame because we're in such a beautiful space. Samir, where can everyone find you? Uh, everyone can find me uh, either at mobilesyrup.com, where I write every day, or uh, on Twitter at SamirChabra94. I'm at Igor Bonifacic. That's I-G-O-R-B-O-N-I-F-A-C-I-C at twitter.com. We also have... Oh, I forgot. Shout outs. How could I... Oh, my God. Shout out, Samir. This new space. Sorry, it's thrown me into a whole loop. (laughs) Like, it's it's just sounds so beautiful. Uh, Actually, this time, I've come prepared with a shout out. Uh, We brought up the Light Phone 2 earlier, and I'm Mm going to be shouting out to the Light Phone 2. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's an Indiegogo campaign that started today. Um, most likely the phone will be ready to ship next year, hopefully sooner, depending on the backers. Um, I am shouting out to the light phone too, because I think that is a fascinating design. It is a simple, straightforward cell phone, uh, that connects to 4G, regular 3G towers, mm-hmm. um, it, it run by a nano SIM. All it does is send text messages and make phone calls. Maybe they're gonna, there's going to be a calculator. Maybe there's going to be a dictionary. Maybe a music app. Maybe a music app. But it's just a single solitary cell phone, and it is beautiful. And if you want to yeah. learn more about the Light Phone too, you can check out our intern Bradley Bennett's story on mobilesyrup.com. Yeah, I'm very curious. I actually really want to contact them and see if we can get a unit because i would love to you know see if it's actually feasible to disconnect like that right and what that 
it'd be more interesting as kind of an experiment experiential review in the sense like what kind of shift happens in your own mind when you're not constantly bombarded by your smartphone i'm curious i would read that story um my shout out goes to uh, subset games and they just released their newest game it's called into the breach subset if you don't know uh they kind of broke onto the scene a couple years ago through kickstarter uh with a game little game called uh, faster than light um fantastic that was a fantastic game into the breach is it's a very like it's kind of a tactics game with mechs and stuff and it, i've been just it's been a really busy week but this kind of um just having like an hour or two a night to play this game has really i've just fallen in love with it uh it's kind of broken to my reading time which has not been a good thing <laughs> i've been on uh i've been trying to read one book a week so that's how good this game is uh it's kind of from or this game excuse me it's thrown me into my bad uh bad my old bad habits um on that note uh to finish the podcast if you have a question or comment that you would like uh, to send to the podcast team just do it through podcast at mobilesyrup.com if you'd like to check out mobile syrup you can do so at mobilesyrup.com we're of course mobile at mobile syrup whether it's on instagram uh, twitter or facebook next week it should be back to normal with rose and patrick back uh, and hopefully we'll have so much more to discuss thanks for listening catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 